0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. And Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy.
1: Here's Trey Biddy. Now, Trey, uh, Randy's out tonight. He's speaking, and so it's not just Rick Schaefer who you talk to every day, but you also get Tommy Smith tonight. How did, what do you think of that? Nice.
0: <laughs> but, uh, Thanks, Trey. Well, you got any more of those, those BetSarison ads coming out with all your athlete buddies? <laughs> we're, we're shooting them Monday.
2: Really? Yeah. shoot Monday. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, let me ask you all this. Okay. What do the following have in common? Basil, Joe Klein, Bruce James, Pat Bradley, Frank Broyles, Darrell Walker, what do they all have in common?
1: They're all Razorbacks. Yep. Uh, I was going to say it's hard to put Coach Broyles in with that other group, but what else?
0: They all came from out of state and oh. relocated and now live yeah. in Arkansas.
1: And have for years and yes. years. Yes, and there so there
0: there are more names, too. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. uh, I can talk about praying worlds forever. A razorback. Who? Who's
2: that? Rick Schaefer. He's yes. In the athletic department. Yeah.
1: Well, and, came, and I, came I from the state.
2: In, yeah, I didn't grow up in Arkansas
1: either, but I've lived here for a long time. Yeah, yeah I have. Years. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. I've lived, I was born in Georgia. I've lived here since I was seven years old. Wow. That's all I've really known.
0: Well, Trey, I listen yeah. to you every day, and you're good. You're good, man. I was in the business for 47 years, and you're good.
2: Thank you. Wow! Well, I listened to you say every to day that? growing up. Holy smokes!
1: Yeah. What can I you did the say same to thing that? to him.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's an honor. I appreciate it.
1: Well, we could tell each you know for the next uh, 20 minutes that Trey's on. We just tell each other how good everybody is. <laughs> good everybody is <laughs> that sounds like anything. a great idea. That's what everybody um, wants to hear. <laughs> How good do you think the, the Razorbacks are after that win? You know, you're, you're still covering basketball, mm-hmm. I guess, for right now. And um, yeah. Kevin McPherson didn't paint a very pretty picture, I didn't think. It was like, beat Missouri. Okay, that's nice. Doesn't mean anything down the road. What, what do you think?
2: Well, Eric Musselman has won six games in a row the first game of February for six years. Ooh, He's won all really? six. Ooh. So that's a pretty good streak. The last time he lost was 2017 when he was at Nevada against Utah State, and that was February 1st, 2017. So it's been a while since he's kicked off February with a loss, so maybe that trend will continue. I mean, I, we were talking yesterday, I don't think that winning at Missouri is means that all the problems are solved. No. But no. No. it's certainly better than losing at Missouri. And yep. Yes. Oh, they played well against Kentucky at home, and they yes. played well on the road against Missouri, against a much lesser team, and now they're kind of facing the middle of the pack team. LSU is 11 and 9, 3 and 4 SEC, so they're kind of middle of the road. It's a and it's a road game, so I think this will be probably a little more telling than the other two games if they've kind of righted the ship. I, I mean, I don't. We're not looking at an NCAA tournament team unless they were to do something. And I mean, it's very hard to come from the first round and win yeah. the SEC tournament championship, but yes. it, it would be nice to see them turn things around and and get things going again. And I, I think that's possible. Uh, We'll see if it's fool's gold or or if it's real. I think I think this will be very telling. Well, He
0: has the tendency to get them rolling around everywhere. 1st. that's when yeah, he yeah, that's he, I mean. he puts together the five or six players, and they're good. They're good. But they, asked me,
1: I, yesterday, yeah. yesterday, though, Tommy, somebody asked me and said, "Well, do you think we'll make the NIT?" And I said, "I'm not so sure about that." Now, now with a good finish, you could play in that tournament. Yeah. but I do not let you to get to the NCAA. Yes
0: be tough they have to get on a roll man yeah,
2: that's right a serious roll. i don't know if they've got quite the squad for that but hey at least they fought they, they fought the last two games for 80 minutes and they they came out came up short against against kentucky and had some critical turnovers and you know went one to five down the stretch there from the floor and lost that one but uh i, I really like the way they played against missouri and um Hey, stop shooting so many threes! <laughs> keep yeah, trying to keep it in the paint. It Do the same kind of thing that you did last time. Mm. They really did. Yep. I didn't know till just reading
1: this this morning. That's the fewest threes Arkansas has taken in a game in 19 years.
0: Really?
2: Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. yeah. Well. I, well,
0: they, they need,
2: were selective, and they made four of them.
0: They need yeah. a shooter. They need a leader. And they need to learn how to play as a team. That.
1: Other than that, anything else they need here with just 10 games left? Yeah,
0: Corey Beck. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: think Corey
0: he's going to once, court, so. once again, um, anybody under uh, 40 has no idea who Corey Beck is. Yeah, well, or as Stan Little from Little Rock would say, Nolan Richardson. <laughs> there you
1: go. Does that mean Stan's is he hanging on? or that was No, uh,
2: we do have one caller. Trent okay. from Greenbrier wants to all talk right. to Trey.
1: Sure, put him on. Hi, Trent. Good evening. Welcome to Drive Time. Yeah, got a uh, comment for Guys, Trent? I just want to get your thoughts, especially you, Trent, on the mention today uh, of one of the podcasts I was watching about this SEC Big Ten coalition. What is there to it? What is it about? And what do you know about it? And I'll hang up, and you can discuss it.
0: Very interesting.
1: What is it about? Yeah, what I do just... you know about
0: it? Okay. I just
2: looked at, I, I mean, I haven't had a chance to read up on it, um, but I looked at the headline, and obviously they're trying And a little blurb about it. They're, it's an attempt to improve the student-athlete experience. <laughs> That's what, one part that I read of it. But, uh, you know, just basically pointing to these two conferences are starting to separate themselves from the pack, and uh, Greg Sankey and the commissioner of, of the Big Ten are both kind of, um, you know working together more than the two conferences have ever worked together in the past.
0: Don't y'all miss the days of uh, Knowing every player on the team and they were there for three or four years. I miss that Todd yes, day, Lee Mayberry, every Walker, <laughs> however, they, they all well, stuck Trey, around.
2: Yeah, but that's Trey That's what you do. And I think that's what I too- do. And I'll say this too like uh, it makes it harder to predict what's going on. Yeah, uh, in football and and basketball because in baseball too because you don't you used to know what a team had and those guys were a year older you know who they lost to the NFL or to graduation they maybe had a stud freshman here or there and you could get pretty close to predicting for the most part how that team was going to play you know how that team was going to do and now you don't know if the team is going to mesh well you don't know. Um, you know, if, if so-and-so from, you know, like Caleb Battle, is he going to play the same as he did at Temple at Arkansas? You don't know if L. Ellis is going to play the same, you know, at, at Arkansas as he did uh, at, at Louisville. And so, and there's a lot of things like that with football too and, and baseball, of course. It just makes it very, very difficult to, and I would like to see what, like, kind of a, a breakdown maybe in a couple years of, how how I mean predictions have always been off. I mean we've never got predictions right at SEC media days, but I, I wonder how much more off they are right now. I bet it's I bet it would prove to be pretty significant.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, you know when you bring people in all the time there's a there's a sense of excitement and a sense of sadness at the same time like I think people are excited there's a linebacker coming from Georgia so you think maybe boy there's a guy that's pretty good you got a wide receiver coming from A&M who's also going to run on the track team so he must be pretty fast while we were in the commercial break I'm watching MLB tonight and they're talking about Corbin Burns going to Baltimore okay he's only got one year left before he becomes a free agent but I'm thinking wow this guy's a really good pitcher well my orioles might only have him for one year but maybe that gets him to the World Series who knows so the one thing about the transfer portal is it does create some excitement for the guys coming in don't you think trey
2: yes you know at the same time I almost feel like his fans were were rooting for jerseys and uniforms and yeah you, know, you don't it's, everybody just kind of comes and goes I, I wonder one day like Will KJ Jefferson ever be honored? You know, at, It's a you know, great a question. At, great question. At the 15-yard line. Yeah. You know? And I well, can he, remember getting frustrated when, like, free agency came in. You know, with the NFL and stuff, because I always, and you know, NBA too. I always thought like of Larry Bird, you know, and Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan until obviously he went to the Wizards later when he came out of retirement the second time. But you know, guys that were with a with a team for. Just years and years, and you just always associated them with that team. And um, it's, you know, it it, it still happens here and there. Tom Brady was obviously with New England for for many, many, many years before the tail end of his career. And you see that, you know, Emmett Smith was with Dallas forever until he was with Arizona. But I kind of miss that era of, you know, this was, you just associate that guy with this team. I I hear you, brother. Very different. I hear you. More different now than ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of brothers, we got a pastor here on uh,
0: line, two. This is Pastor Randy from Little Rock.
1: All right. Randy, thanks for joining
0: us. Hey, thanks, guys. Tommy? <coughs> yeah. It's so I've got a prediction now after, the, you know, that, that win over Missouri. We had Craig O'Neill and Tommy Smith <laughs> on the buzz yeah. in the same day with the power half cast that y'all have turnaround time. I've been I mean a, we love you buddy. We miss you a lot. You mean a lot to me. I think about you often.
2: When and I came down uh, with a, call in and say that, when, I,
0: when I came down with myasthenia Gravis, every day on the way to work I would say the Lord's Prayer three times. I would say two Hail Mary's and and I found it very very comforting and relaxing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and one of the things I remember about, about you, Rick, is saying uh, every day you're one step closer to meeting Jesus. That's right. And I never thought of it that way. <laughs> and I got to thinking, I'm like, you know, you're right. You're right. This
1: life, this life is good, but if you know Jesus, it doesn't compare to the next one. So that's that's a that's a very good thing.
2: Well, uh, sorry, Trey. Craig O'Neill was on today. It's okay. Craig, Craig
1: O'Neill. Okay, so get this, get this, Trey. So Craig O'Neill is going to join David Basil and Roger Scott every Wednesday morning, and so here's Tommy right. on with us now. I don't know if he's going to be with us every week, but he's with us. And, and yeah, Craig mm-hmm. retired from Channel Eleven. Yeah. And and if you grew up listening to Tommy on the radio then Trey, you might have also listened to Craig O'Neill because he had all those crazy phone
2: calls yep. he made.
0: He was the best.
2: I listened to him all. So we we moved to Sheridan from North Little Rock when I was in seventh grade. And for a while, we knew we were going to move. But for a while, we had to make that drive from North Little Rock to, to Sheridan. Um, and my mom had gotten a teaching job there also. And so we were enrolled in school there and I, we would listen to Craig O'Neill every morning. And I remember before that, when I I believe I'd turn 10 or 11 years old and my mom's kind of like rushing me out of the house, you know, and, or like or not rushing me but like ma- making me stay, wait for a second, we're about to get, you know, in the car. And she's like, "No, just wait just a second And the radio's playing and Craig O'Neill's on there rapping. He's rapping birthdays. And, then, <laughs> and then this part comes up, it goes, "Happy birthday, Trey Bitty, coolest kid in the city." <laughs> I was like 10 or 11 years old. I'm 46 now, so uh, that was quite a long time ago, but I'll never forget Craig O'Neill rapping my birthday yeah. on uh, on on KKYK, which is it, which used to be this yeah. station.
0: Craig, Bob, and I became very good friends at the end. Very good friends. I saw Bob right before he passed away. Uh, Craig is just the best. He's just the best. That's all there is to it. He's the most talented. And let's get back to talking about sports.
1: <laughs> what? I can tell you this before we go on to that. I've still got two CDs of his prank phone calls. Oh, they're and great! You, oh yeah, you, you gotta have you gotta have a CD player, and I still have one. <laughs> CD <player>. but, um, <laughs> I think
2: the uh, I think the Texas one where they, they painted an extra S on Texas yeah. in the end zone. <laughs> uh, I think that's on. I think you can find that one on YouTube. The solution, yeah. he said, was they would just put another S on the end of Arkansas because they couldn't get the, the <laughs> extra S on Texas. <laughs> well,
0: he also,
1: yeah, he also called Texas' equipment manager one year before they were going to play in Little Rock, and he told mm-hmm. him that their helmets were going to be recalled. And, uh, <laughs> and he made it sound like he was with the equipment company, the the helmet company, and he said, look, we've got some defections. We've got to recall your helmets. And the guy gets panicky. He says, we got a game Saturday. You're going to recall our helmets? <laughs> <laughs> was, you just don't – you can't get away with stuff like that. Anymore, no. I don't think. ID. Yeah, yeah. You
2: can't get away with it these days. But,
1: uh, no. yeah, I
2: remember those. I remember those very well. Hey, people, it was the best. People don't
1: have, the, people don't have self – they don't have uh, self-depreciating sense of humors anymore either. So, you, you can't do that to people. That's right. Okay, so, so Trey, anything going on with Razorback football right now?
2: Football, not as much. Obviously, that was a disappointing decommitment, or I don't know what you call it. He signed his NIL, um, NLI. they got to change national letter of intent and name, image, and likeness. (laughs) Yeah. NLI is national letter of intent, but he got out of it, obviously. So that's disappointing. Knocks Arkansas down to 16 commitments. I don't believe Jeremy Cook is signing on uh, signing day on February 7th, and today is the 2nd, so... You've got one more day, or is today the last, today might be the last day of the contact period. So coaches have been out on the road. No, I think tomorrow's the last day for contact. So tomorrow would be the last day of the contact period. And then you've got a, soft, uh, a quiet period um, on the 4th, and then the 5th starts a month-long dead period. I believe that's accurate. So we've got a month-long dead period, and then the quiet period opens up on March, third fourth or fifth one of those days early early march i don't have it right in front of me but the quiet period opens up then so the quiet period means that recruits can go visit on campus and that'll last all the way up through i believe april 14th Um, so recruits can visit on campus coaches cannot go off campus and visit recruits but recruits can come and visit and then you have the contact period which starts april 15th and that runs through may 25th Coaches get 140 days if you're, unless you're a, unless you're a service academy. You know,
0: I went into Coach the portal. Said
2: 140 days. I went, in, went into the portal.
0: Went in, yeah, uh, yeah. I got a call from Dumas. That was it. <laughs> from Dumas? You were gonna go work for a radio station in Dumas? No. <laughs> the joke. That was a brother.
1: Goodness gracious, yeah. Yeah, well, that's pretty right.
2: much what's going on for re, for the recruiting side of things. And, uh, you yeah, know, I mean, we're I still think that they haven't re- released a date for spring football, but I'm thinking March 7th uh, makes the most sense to go that Thursday through the next Thursday and then and hold five practices and um, cut them loose for spring break and then come back and do the rest. And I, I would think that April 13th would be the red-white game. None of that is official, <laughs> but that's just – they like to get that's the that's this the way it adds up for me.
1: Yeah, this group likes to get the red white game over because re- recruiting off campus starts right away after that. You gave you may have given yep. that date just a minute ago. Is that right? Is it? Can they go off campus again, like on the fifteenth?
2: <laughs> yes, on fi- April fifteenth starts the contact period again, okay. and that's a that's usually a big month. You, two of Arkansas's highest rated commits committed in April last year. Um, June, July are usually really big months as far as taking commitments but so the way the 140 days work if you were to send five coaches out on april 15th then that would count as five days on that one calendar day so that's how the 140 days work you get you know that whole time to uh, to get all those visits in
1: do you think there'll be more interest in the spring game with bobby petrino as offensive coordinator
2: i hope so i hope there will be uh hopefully the the weather good and they'll have a good turnout it's at it was at noon last year i assume it'll probably be at noon again but i hope i hope there's a lot of interest in spring football and i hope it's exciting Uh, you know i've said recently i think that if the defense can be as good as they were last year before they let go of the rope the last quarter of the season then and i'm pretty sure the offense is going to take a step forward because you know you have bobby petrino as the offensive coordinator they've done some work on the offensive line I think they look good for the SMU center. That's going to be pretty highly regarded. But it seems like they're going to get a visit there uh, from him, and that would be a nice addition. There'd be four quality additions on the offensive line out of the portal. So hopefully boost that, and along with Eric Mateos helping, and you know the change in, in leadership of the offensive line. You got all the wide receivers back. Um, I, I, so much comes down to Tailen Green. But you know, if you were asking me if KJ Jefferson or Taylor Green is going to be better ahead of their last seasons you know ahead of this season for tailing green ahead of last season for KJ I probably would have picked KJ because he was coming off a, a pretty solid year in 2022 but um, knowing what we know of how the offense turned out then I would be inclined to maybe think Taylor green with Bobby Petrino now Jacoby Criswell still in the mix too and I think both those guys will make each other better just kind of like Jackson Dart at Ole Miss last year when they brought in a couple of transfers to come in and compete with him and it just made him a better quarterback, and hopefully that'll make Jacoby Criswell a better quarterback and Taylor Green, and um, hopefully they'll come out better than they were last year. But they got to have more protection. I mean, 47 sacks hitting just sure. on the offensive line, yeah. it's also on the tight ends. It's 47 sacks with a guy that could shut tacklers. Yeah, I mean KJ Jefferson was pretty hard to take down. Yeah, and he was sacked 45 times, I believe. The other two, I believe, were on Criswell. So. I mean, that's that's saying a lot. And it's not all on the offensive line because the tight ends could not block last year, especially when Has went down. They really, really struggled blocking. So they're all back and a year older. Not all of them. I mean, Francis Sherman's not back, and, and Nathan Backs aren't back, but they weren't really re- receiving threats. I think they should be, you know, a year older, better blockers, add Paskey to the mix, the transfer from Eastern Michigan. And, uh, yeah, that should be a better group. And I really like Jaquinta Jackson at running back I think that he's very strong between the tackles he's a tough runner he's a tough player he played through injuries last year and I I just think that he you know this is a guy that was one of the top high school quarterback recruits in the country coming out of high school he was a like a top you know he's like a top 50 player Um, and went to Texas and then transferred to Utah and had moved to to running back he was looked at as a guy that could play linebacker quarterback running back you know kind of one of all those all those types of guys and um, ended up playing, you know, playing running back. And He's had a pretty good couple of years at Utah, so I think he'll be a nice addition
0: for him.
1: Very good. Look forward to spring football. Have a great weekend,
0: everybody. March.
1: You have a great weekend, too, Trey.
0: Take care, Trey. Good to listening to you. All
1: right. That's Trey. You too, Tommy. Hey, Thanks.